A Victory for Public Lands. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The name of the Sierra Nevada range in California translates to snow-capped mountains. And until recently, it was questionable whether they could live up to that name. Then came a series of storms starting in January that have dumped so much moisture that snow is being measured in feet, not inches. NASA's Earth Observatory reports that Mammoth Mountain Resort has more snow than any ski area in the country. For a state that's been mired in drought, this year's largesse can be attributed to something called atmospheric rivers, high-altitude streams of air that originate near the equator and carry as much water vapor as the average flow at the mouth of the Mississippi River. As Wired reports, only in the past 10 years have scientists begun to understand the difference between atmospheric rivers and common storms. And because they have huge implications for flooding, mudslides, and water planning, researchers at UC San Diego developed a new five-point scale like ones used for hurricanes and tornadoes. Category 5 storms will be the strongest, and where a storm fits on the scale will be based not only on the amount of water vapor, but also how long a storm hovers in a particular location. The goal of the scale is to help water managers, emergency personnel, and the general public quickly assess how extreme the next storm will be. As the climate warms, most researchers expect to see more atmospheric rivers, and the new scale will likely become a recognizable feature in weather forecasts. The EPA released what it calls an action plan to address widespread water contamination from PFAS chemicals that have been used in products like nonstick cookware, carpets, and firefighting foams. According to Earther, the EPA's plan is only a proposal, first to decide whether to regulate the contaminants, and if so, start the process to set a maximum limit for them in water supplies. The Environmental Working Group chides the EPA for not stopping the current use of the chemicals in everyday products, and for also failing to stop development of new PFAS compounds. Additionally, the group says on its website that the agency is not taking steps to clean up the contaminated drinking supplies of more than 100 million Americans. The impacts of PFAS compounds, which are persistent and do not break down, include low infant birth rate, obesity, hormone disruption, and cancer, according to the Centers for Disease Control. Senator Tom Carper, a Democrat from Delaware, released a statement saying that the plan is insufficiently protective and that EPA acts with the utmost urgency to repeal regulations, but it ambles with complacency when protecting air and water. In the meantime, recent data released by the EPA shows that it inspected fewer industrial facilities last year than at any time over the past decade. The Washington Post reports that enforcement actions started and completed by the agency in 2018 hit a 10-year low, and the amount of penalties imposed was the lowest in nearly 25 years. Puerto Rico is still struggling to recover from the devastation of Hurricane Maria, and now the U.S. territory is facing drought conditions. As of last Thursday, the U.S. drought monitor showed a significant part of the island was in moderate drought. Officials in Puerto Rico are not waiting for conditions to worsen. On Monday, the governor announced that starting February 20th, water service to more than 200,000 people will be interrupted, with some areas getting no water for 24 hours at a time. Looking ahead, the forecast for at least the next 10 days shows that the island's chance of rain is no more than 20 percent. 
Land use practices along the southern U.S. border have led to a decline of river flows and groundwater in Mexico, according to a recent report from Arizona State University. Since about 1992, cities in the southwest U.S. have been replacing farmland with suburbs. That transformation has resulted in cities like Phoenix not using as much water because urban areas use less than agricultural. But across the border in Mexico, the opposite has been happening. More land has been put into farming. Drawing down aquifers, much of the fruits and vegetables grown there are exported to the U.S. to the detriment of water users in Mexico. Before the North American Free Trade Agreement in 1994, Mexican aquifers were already overallocated and failing. But the treaty lowered trade barriers, incentivizing more farming in Mexico to supply U.S. markets. The authors of the study told ASU Now that we have taken our problems and shipped them across the border, creating illusory sustainability. Only if you're thinking about your own little box. They said that they're doing a great job in Arizona, but we live in a broader context. The study shows that Mexico is not in a position to take on the burden of producing fresh fruits and vegetables for export. While it's very profitable, it's also groundwater intensive. The authors conclude that Mexico is already running out of its natural capital, and the aquifer depletions are a time bomb waiting to go off. And finally, the U.S. Senate voted 92 to 8 to pass a massive public lands package that designates hundreds of miles of river as wild and scenic, creates new trails, and sets aside nearly 700,000 acres of land for new recreation and conservation. Of significance, they permanently reauthorized the Land and Water Conservation Fund that has created more than 41,000 projects across the country and protected more than two million acres of forests. For decades, the fund. Has channeled royalties from offshore oil drilling toward national parks, forests, and wildlife refuges, but it had expired last September after lawmakers failed to extend it. Among the highlights of the new bill is the proposed expansion of national parks and monuments, including Joshua Tree, which was trashed during the shutdown. The bill will also place a permanent ban on mining just outside Yellowstone and the North Cascades National Park. The bill is expected to easily pass in the House, and despite the Trump administration's promotion of development on public lands, the Washington Post reports that the president intends to sign it. This week in water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Explore new trends in technology at ACE19, June 9th through 12th in Denver. Learn more at awwaace.org. 